720 WGN. Howard Tolman is an American entrepreneur. He's a venture capitalist, an educator, writer, lecturer, art collector, and always aware of everything, if not a part of everything, that is happening in Chicago. We're going to talk about your article on Inc.com, but everybody's talking about ShotSpotter going away in Chicago. You're a tech guy, Howard. What do you feel about this? Well, you know, it's first of all, I think, you know, it probably was supposed to go away a while ago. I mean, it was one of the promises that Brandon made. And then it turned out that uh, the people that he hired to help him run the administration were so stupid that his (laughs) signature was accidentally applied to uh, a renewal of the contract. So um, that was accidentally. Are you telling me they accidentally replied to a renewal of the contract? They renewed it. Yeah, they absolutely did. They put his signature on it and then they claimed that it was uh, it happened by accident or something. So but uh, this time around, uh, I listen, I, I think that it depends who you talk to. I mean, the, the crazy thing is that the police would tell you that uh, it helps with other crimes and other disturbances. And uh, it's successful. It hasn't been hugely helpful in, uh, you know, getting to the scenes of actual murders and things like that. But, uh, you know, look, uh, to me, you know, all of the surveillance stuff, all of the license plate tracking and everything else, um, we, we need to have all of this stuff going. And whatever you might think about privacy, the truth is, uh, if my car were stolen or if, you know, someplace was robbed, um, I'd very much like them, just like they do on TV, to track, you know, track the license plate, tell them where the car is headed. And even if, you know, our police uh, still can't chase uh, these guys, I mean, we have to do something to end this crime. I mean, it's it's rampant and it's just getting worse. Well, I think so, people would say that it has been a tool. It's yeah, it's been Go a ahead. tool since 2018 and it really hasn't resulted in, you know, according to yeah. the. Um, Inspector General's office, about 9% of spot shotter alerts were ultimately linked to evidence of a crime. Um, you know, it all is AI. It's all artificial intelligence, yeah. everything you mentioned. And in your article today on Inc.com, you said, really, those are the businesses that are succeeding. Those are the startups that have the most hope. But you're talking about the effects of the pandemic and how many businesses are going to go belly up this year. Yeah. Well, you you know, first of all, you know, you grab the line from the the thing about uh, lies in your past and lies in your future. But I was hoping you would, in the context of Patrick uh, Mahomes, I, I was hoping you would grab the line that said that the two most important works and words in an entrepreneur's life are over and next. And yes. and he's a perfect example of that. I mean, over and, you know, I regard this this article as accurate, but not pessimistic. It's just saying, look, a lot of people have to get real and get on with the rest of their lives. And that's encouraging. And and the best entrepreneurs, you know, don't carry all their mistakes and everything forward. They learn from them. But you can't carry this baggage on or else you'll never be successful. It's, you know, it's uh, what Ted Lasso says about being a goldfish. You know, you have to have about uh, a 15 second memory. So uh, putting the stuff behind you, and focusing on what's next is really important. And and I think that's what a lot of businesses have to do, because what we're seeing very clearly 
is uh, it's it's a, been a very slow haul to come back from a lot of these expectations with respect to uh, revenue, with respect to customers, with respect to occupancy. Um, all of these things uh, are taking longer. And you know what? Uh, there, there comes a point where you just have to say, um, I don't want to dig the hole any deeper. I don't want to put my family more in debt. I don't want to keep people on uh, with a promise that doesn't make sense anymore. So we're going to, we're just going to continue to see disruption. We're going to see a lot of change. We're going to see a lot of things, uh, you know, coming at us in, in different respects, but um, the, you know, this is how it's always worked. And I just think that we have to get to the point where uh, we are realistic about what the, the, the future prospects are. And it doesn't help to have a city where, you know, uh, every week we hear more and more uh, about people reluctant to take advantage of the opportunities that the city provides, restaurants, theaters, sports, the arts, all of these things. Uh, in fact, in your article on Inc.com, you said that 10% of all new enterprises will fail within the first year, but 90% of new ventures will tank within five years with restaurants leading the way. Oh, yeah. Well, well, restaurants are, are the worst business in the world because you you make 100% of the investment before you open the doors. You know, there's no way to, to gauge it. There's no way to start it more slowly. I mean, sure, you don't have to do, you know, the fanciest, most upscale everything, but you pretty much have to make your your bet in advance, and uh, then you have to hope that the customers show up. So that's why um, the the restaurant business is so difficult in terms of uh, cash flow and everything else. But look, you know, inventing new businesses uh, is hard, and especially making them sustainable. I mean, I you know, it breaks my heart to see all of the. Uh, franchises, frankly, that are still floating around where you see people take their 401ks or their life savings and they invest in these franchises. My favorite is, I think, you know, I don't want to slander a particular line, but these people who are making late night cookie shops, you know, I'm like, (laughs) okay, okay. You know, one person, one human being at three in the morning comes in to buy two cookies. I mean, what kind of business is that you know what kind of pretend thing is that so unless you're unless you're you're in a college next to a college dorm you're not going to do yeah i was going to say a college campus you know but then then you look at uh you know every third store is now a uh you know a futon store or a mattress store or a nail salon or you know it's it's really funny because uh when we drive down any of the major streets you still see a tremendous number of empty storefronts and, um, you know, I think I think that we need to figure out how to, uh, you know, go forward to encourage people to, uh, you know, get, frankly, one, one of the things I'd like to encourage people to do is not pretend that they're going to be an entrepreneur, but get a real solid job in those areas where we're so short on staff. You know, we're so short on uh, elder care. We're so short on, uh, interestingly enough construction, hospitality, all of these uh, areas. And I always say that, you know, my mechanic makes more than my doctor these days. Uh, And I wish a lot of, I wish a lot of kids would not mortgage their futures by trying to, you know, spend to to buy into a four-year college education when there are plenty of very serious and and very desirable jobs that are never going to be exported 
uh, or turned into, you know, sort of automated businesses uh, that can help them build a real life. I mean, we're, you know, we told everybody they should go to college and own a home. And those are two dreams that are very much uh, out of reach for a lot of people. And, and instead of making them feel bad about it, I think we need to figure out how to train them to be successful at those kinds of jobs. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Howard. Have a beautiful right. day. Take care. Talk soon. Thanks, Lisa. Howard Tolman. We call it Minding Chicago's Business. That article he's talking about is on Inc.com. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.